Pop Talk and Aliens, the William Clear Podcast. I put my thoughts and my pennies in the wishing... Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Yes, uh, I was just singing some Juice World. That's right, kids. I listened to Juice World. What do you think of that? Younger demographic coming right up, right? Because I was singing Juice World on a show that you're not listening to anyway. Uh, thank you to the woman who introduced me because I am William Clear. This is Pop Talking Aliens and it is a podcast. And in this episode, I am going to be talking to Jess Rogie, who is a UFO and UAP investigator, journalist, has her show on Fringe FM every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific time. So check that out. And uh, we're going to be going through the recently declassified, highly anticipated preliminary report on UAPs from uh, many agencies presented to to Congress. And uh, Jess is going to help walk us through what it means, what it might not mean, and what it could mean for the future. So it was very exciting to have her on. And let me remind you before we get started that Pop Talking Aliens is brought to you by Audible. Audibletrial.com slash Aliens. And if you go there, what will you get? You will get a free trial of Audible. 60 days with a free audiobook to listen to. They've got well over 200,000 titles at this point, including exceptional original content that you can download there. And you can take it anywhere. It works on your phone. It works on your smart device, your tablet, your computer, your Alexa, all of that kind of stuff. You can even download books and take them offline so you you don't have to worry about streaming it. It's a fantastic app. It is full of the best books uh, that ever lived, and you can try it for free for 30 days at audibletrial.com slash poptalkandaliens. So, without any more bullshit, there's one more piece of bullshit real quick. Uh, A couple of times during the episode, you might hear sort of ghostly whisper in the background, briefly, briefly, it's ghosts. So let's just get, it's not ghosts, obviously. It was my son turning on the air conditioning in the other room because it was like 104 that day. So I can, I can hardly blame him, but also he knows better. It doesn't matter. That's, that's what it is, okay? It's not a spaceship landing, unfortunately. So now that we've got all that out of the way, please enjoy my conversation with Jess Rogie. Jess Rogie, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's uh, it's a thrill for me because I am uh, a, a huge fan of yours. I got to know of your show through UFO Jane. She was she actually came on this show, and we had a great talk. And then uh, through her, I found you, and uh, I I love your take on things. I love your sort of uh, offbeat nature at times. So I'm, I'm I. Try to be the same way uh, to an extent. So it's really, it's really awesome to have you here. So thank you. No, thank you so much for having me. I was looking at your shows and, you know, I'm a big pop culture kind of nerd too. So I was like, oh, great. I like what you talk about. And then you talk about aliens. So what else, what, what else? Perfect topics. I love it. Right. When I started this, it was sort of like, I, I, I wanted to do kind of like a, like a humorous, type of Dan Carlin storytelling of old alien stories that people don't maybe know, like Rendlesham and stuff. Yes. And then, but also talk about Star Wars all the time too. And then 
uh, all this crazy real like UFO stuff started happening and all those stories kind of became like, well, I don't need to tell that anymore because look what we have on TV all the time. I know. So I really want to, I want to get into the uh, preliminary, got to highlight the word preliminary report yes. on UAPs, but um, just to get background on you, how did you get interested in the UFOs, the UAPs and, and all that good stuff? I think originally, you know, I was into, you know, conspiracies and um, after I think what happened is I started seeing UFO stuff on the conspiracy boards and I'd always had an interest growing up, you know, X-Files um, was out. I remember watching X-Files, things like Alien Autopsy. <laughs> well, is that real? Could it be real? You know, and then... Um, you know, and I got deep into conspiracies and on those conspiracy forums, you know, there's I started noticing UFO stuff. So I started reading that because, you know, I just want to get deeper and fall down these different rabbit holes. Um, and two, I went to in school, I studied broadcast journalism. I really wanted to get into the news. I, you know, I I want to know what's going on. I wanted to be current. But um I think, you know, you go into it thinking that, you know, you're going to be like this person, this journalist, and you're going to be able to talk about whatever you want. And then, you know, you find out that's kind of not the case. You know, you're just a talking head. You read what they tell you to read, you know, yeah. report on what they tell you to report on. So I said, okay, screw that. <laughs> so, you know, um, so I, I was in film, uh, my broadcast journalism school was in film school. So I was like, okay, then I'll just, you know, I'll learn how to make movies, whatever. It's all the same, right? We're just telling stories here. And um, after school, I still, I tried to do broadcast journalism, and, you know, but I, I just couldn't do it. So I said, whatever, moved on. And, you know, podcasting came along and I was like, okay. So I started doing that because I was like, you know, I love UFOs and that's what I've been researching um, wouldn't it be great to go out there and talk about it? You know, I, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I have somewhat, I mean, I don't, I don't have, I never studied like broadcasting or anything and I, I didn't really get very far in school. I went to junior college, but I studied film there. And then I worked, I worked in a, in a TV news station and, and, the, okay. I, I, I worked in sports, but I also had to do like, they, I was like a PA. So they just make you do whatever they want that day and you know you you get like the sense of how just it's so contrived and like oh, it's yeah. boring and yeah. oh my god is it boring <laughs> and i mean i and, and you know again like mostly i was doing sports and I, I love sports and i would get to go to baseball games and hang out in like the giants dugout and the warriors locker room and and all these crazy things that you dream of and it got to the point where i was like i didn't even want to watch sports if I was off work and someone was like, hey, I got tickets to the Giants game. But no, no, please. It, it became the same type of thing. It's like, let's just make everything into this two minute thing. And then when you go ask the players questions, make sure that they're like these leading questions that they will answer in a certain way. Because when you get a sound right, you know what I mean? That 
it took me a long time to break that too because that's how i was trained it was like don't talk like that jess you know you're not leading them for a question for a soundbite i know what you mean <laughs> right right so that's that's cool but i um the podcasting thing for me as a fan of of podcasts like to be able to because when i grew up all i had all we had for anything like this was Art Bell and George yeah. Murray. That was it. And, or, you know, finding uh, videotapes of alien autopsy or some, something like that. Um, I have a, uh, my friend who's a frequent sort of uh, guest host, Charlie, and I went to uh, like a UFO conference in like the late nineties and, you know, they were selling all these bootleg videos about area 51 and, and alien autopsies and stuff like that. And like, that was the best we could do. And now I can listen to people like you and like Jason uh, and Jason Gilmet UAP studies podcast and uh, UFO Jane and her and the weird UFO show and, and, and be able to hear not only people who are actually investigating this type of stuff, but who have, these inquisitive personalities and are not bound by 30 second news by, you know, 30 seconds on the news or, you know, there was a, a Navy saw a UFO ship and blah, blah, blah. And here's somebody talking about it. And then let's go to the next thing. Yeah. Or on the other side, some lunatic on a VHS tape, who's just telling you that there's aliens for 45 minutes and that's it. There's aliens. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess the elephant in the room is the, what is the, what do they actually call it? I have it in front of me. There's a title, the actual title, the preliminary assessment, yes. unidentified aerial phenomena, 25th June, 2021. Yes. It's, I know you've read it. Yes. Um, I watched you have you have a YouTube. Uh, Jess has a YouTube video where she like reads through the whole thing, which is really really good, and I highly recommend watching that. That's on your YouTube channel, right? Yes. Um, so sort of, I'm gonna kind of pick up on what your, the threads that you you were talking about is that it's not long. It's like what is it nine pages? I think it's nine pages. It's nine pages, and that includes like. Well, it doesn't include the, there's like, oh yeah, there's like, that includes like an appendix and stuff like that. So it's really not yeah. in page not. one is the cover. Yeah. Page one is the cover. <laughs> the last few pages is like, it's like two appendixes and a lot of it is a lot of it. it there's a lot of repetition in the document too. Yes. There's so a lot about, we don't have enough money yes. to keep doing this. Yes, we need money, we need funding, and uh, we need to have, and the other thing is we need to have a, a standardized uh, way of collecting this reporting and how they collect the reports and what the information they're collecting is. So they need to do that so they can plug it into their computers and figure this out. Well, and I mean, that, that's a, that was one of the things that made me uh, optimistic that they'll that they will do good work as we go forward because i think it's also important to explain and make sure people know 
that this is the, as it says, preliminary assessment. This isn't like, here's everything we have ever about UFOs. Uh, yes, there's an alien, you know, we have a part of, of the Roswell crash and that was true. And, you know, we've got technology and there's like, they, I, they never mention uh, extraterrestrials at all, right? Do they? No. no. Yeah. They do not. The most they say is it's unidentified. They are inconclusive of what they have. They don't know what most of them are. So what they're trying to do is it's it's a report. It's like a pre-report. It says, hey, this is what we have so far. This is what they're reporting. This is like all the data we have. If we had better data, then we could come to this conclusion of what this is and identify these things. But we need money. So that's the whole, that's the basic, the over the overview of the whole document. You know what I thought was hilarious in this? Was that what? of all the things, because I think pretty much like the bulk of it was, we don't know what it is, right? Yeah. <laughs> but one of them that they did know what it is for sure was a balloon. I just thought of, it's always a fucking balloon. And the fact that they, that they of, of everything that's in this, that is of modern speak and, you know, they, they, 2019 is when they sort of established their, um, I think they call it like their standardized reporting mechanism, something like yeah. that. And then, but the fact that they go through this whole list of things that things might be, and they're all reasonable things like experimental aircraft and, and, you know, all that kind of thing. And they're like, but one we were able to identify and it was a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. For, thank you for throwing that in. It's kind of hilarious. <laughs> I just, I don't know how many balloons, I don't see balloons, huge balloons, Jess. I don't know where they come from, but uh, apparently to this day, they're being mistaken for, for UFOs. They say they're weather balloons and we have those, um, the Google balloons up there too. That's true. You know, I, stupidly, I never thought of that. There are Google, they, they do have like balloon, balloon stuff up there. Huge balloon things that, you know, we have so much crap in our atmosphere and lower space in our, our lower atmosphere, so our low orbit space. And I think we've got so much crap flying around up there. Well, yeah. And all kinds of like the, the, the Chinese government is always shooting weird stuff into space. Oh, I, uh, like it's, I, I have a friend who, who works for Lockheed, who I was, you know, trying to grill about UFOs one time. And, and he was saying that, uh, somehow we got on the subject of all the stuff that's floating around and he was telling me about how problematic it is that the Chinese government is constantly just shooting their space junk up into space. Like it's just like some sort of garbage can for them, which is interesting. That's horrible. I didn't know that. I just... Yeah. Well, I mean, according to him, you know, I don't know. He was sipping on whiskey. It was at a bachelor party. So who knows? So, so you don't know, maybe, maybe he was telling the truth. Isn't that where it comes out? That's what I thought. Maybe give him yeah. some more whiskey and he start telling me about the aliens, but I only got as far as Chinese space junk. But I wouldn't put it past them. China. No. Which is a, still, according to the report, something that it could be, right? I mean, they haven't ruled out. They've ruled out nothing in this. 
No, they haven't ruled out anything. They only said we have figured out this one. The rest fall into this other category of unidentified. What they want, they said, once they're able to get this data, then they can start to figure out what these other things are. Once they can identify those, then it kind of, then it'll lessen the amount of of data that they're looking at that is actually UFOs. What is misidentified? And interestingly, they say that it probably lacks, well, and this actually makes sense. They, they say it probably lacks a single explanation. Like, yeah. it's not going to be like, okay, we figured it out and it's all aliens. It's all aliens or it's all. No, I think it does make sense. I mean, even here, you know, for civilians, you know, there's people who misidentify things. Um, and oh, it is. Oh, they think it's a UFO. Um, so I think that's also it's it's highly possible things are misidentified or atmospheric conditions, things like that. Or we're seeing, you know, foreign adversaries. I think what they had they have five categories. I think they have. I have it here actually. I have it here somewhere too. Airborne clutter. Yep. Which includes birds, uh, birds balloon balloons. Uh, recreational unmanned aerial vehicles, airborne debris, plastic bags, uh, anything that can affect an operator's ability to truly identify targets such as enemy aircraft, natural atmospheric phenomenon, uh, indus in industry developmental programs, yes, uh, foreign, foreign adversary systems, of course, and then the biggest one, which is obviously other. Yeah, other. Which uh, the, they are described as they remain unidentified due to limited data or challenges to collection, processing, or analysis, which we may require additional scientific knowledge to collect, analyze, and characterize. Uh, we would group, group such objects in this category pending scientific advances that allow us to better understand them. And then they go on about how they, you know, the, the standardized reporting and how they intend to focus additional analysis on the small number of cases where UAP appeared to display unusual flight characteristics or signature management. So focusing in on like the ones that we've seen on, on the news and everything, the Navy, you know, the Navy sightings and, and the weirder, the weirder ones. Yes. The, so, uh, oh, please go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh no no I I I I I would love to hear your follow up to that. No, I'm you know it's it's interesting that what, everything they're putting into the other two because you have to think so if some are actually um technology from China or Russia that's probably something that's going to be classified they don't want to tell us that because then that means China and Russia knows. Right. And if it's a black program or something that's top secret and classified, they can't tell us about that either. They're not going to be like, well, 25% is a classified program. They're not going to tell us that either. So that's, so oh, go on, go on, go on. I was going to say, so there's, there's some we're not going to hear about atmospheric phenomenon. Sure. They'll probably tell us about that. And then airborne clutter. So really there's not much they're going to tell us unless they need to add the, you, the actual like category. Right. Which see, that's the part that 
I don't know what the word would be. Maybe discourages me that, that this will ever come to anything is that there's such a, I mean, like you were just saying, if we have some super high level black ops program, like way, you know, above top secret, all that stuff that the Navy doesn't know about and all this, then we're going to say, I don't know. We don't know what it is. And if one of those things is caught on camera and, you know, uh, it's, it's unearthed and it gets to the news, then it's, they're still going to say that. So that's what, there's one part of me that thinks, well, maybe it really just is our stuff. And, you know, it's so high level that that Congress doesn't know about it and everything. And now that we've seen them, they want to know what it is. So we're just going to have to keep saying, we don't know what it is because at this point, you know, you can only get away with balloon once literally in this report. And then you have to say, you know, it could be these and it, it could be that. And if it's something from another country, then obviously you don't want to be saying, yeah, the Russians have things that can defy the laws of physics. And uh, we're working on a, on a, working on a, a counter to that. So what do you, what do you think of that? What do you, that's sort of my conspiracy is that what if it is just, everything is just really black ops programs from us or elsewhere and it, they just can't say it. So they just say, we don't know. I have gone down that rabbit hole and pulled that thread starting back with Kenneth Arnold. And I said, well, shit, have they just been saying this cover up stuff because of the technology we had? Because what Kenneth Arnold, he saw those flying wings, not flying mm-hmm. spotters, which is, you know, the pop culture, the the common thought because of what the news article said, but he saw flying wings, which the Germans were working on. And yep. which we got, which we have flying wings now. So yeah. what better to say than they're UFOs? They're just a theory, you know, what better to say that? And cover it up versus letting the other countries know, say Russia. They don't want Russia to know back then. They still don't want Russia to know. So what if, what if, but say there are, but my, my theory too, it allows for some UFOs. What if there are, you know, actually there are some UFOs, but they're using that phenomenon as a cover up, even to, you know, we had flying saucers. They had, you know, the Germans had flying saucers. It's a, that's a great point. It's a great point. And it's sort of, you know, another thing, another thing that makes me think of is, uh, have you seen Dr. Strangelove? Yes. So it almost, it almost that kind of reminds me of when Peter, Dr. Strangelove is saying like, that the, the, you know, if you, if you have a, a device that can destroy mankind and you keep it a secret then you've eliminated the point of it mm-hmm. like the, the whole point is for everyone to know that you could do that give this thing this thing that will you know this super weapon and but you don't tell anybody about it so it doesn't use as like it, you know it's not a deterrent or anything and it like i almost was kind of thinking there's a tiny bit of that if if these were like our own things where it's like well, why not just say, yeah, we've got all this killer shit, all right? Yeah, some of our pilots saw it because we fly it over Navy bases because we're awesome. 
and we have this <laughs> crazy stuff that will blow you up and uh, everyone should uh, be aware of it. There you go. There's your report. But I wonder how, you know, other nations would react. Now there's that too, but they'd also be scared. I think they probably would be scared. <laughs> you know, I mean, we do have top secret surveillance crap flying around, you know, the earth is like blanketed with satellites, you know, I mean. When I talked to, and I know you also were on, you were on uh, Jason Gilman's podcast, UAP studies. When I was talking to him, he was talking about, you know, being a, an investigator that what the, like the first thing he does when he gets a report is he goes to these websites where they show you where all the satellites were at every exact moment. Nice. Um, you know, at, at any time so that he can kind of pinpoint if like, that's one of the first things he looks at is, did you see a satellite? Cause there's so freaking many of them that that, that could be any, any sighting could be a satellite. So many, so many, even once, you know, now that we have the, um, the Starlink satellite constellation, you know, there were a lot of, I think they've probably gone down now, but at the beginning, you know, you go to all like MUFON or no, what, New Fork. And uh, it was so many people reporting those satellites as UFOs. Yeah. And, and with good reason, because it's, yeah. it looks crazy. I know I've seen pictures and video. I'm like, it looks, it looks crazy. I would have thought it was a UFO. Same, same. I saw a, a SpaceX rocket launch one time um just randomly in in the middle of nowhere where i was driving and it looked i like i thought this is it i've seen it this is it I, oh my god like you can't deny this because it was just like it was so odd and it was in the middle of the, not in the middle of the night but it was really late at night and it was creating these weird clouds behind it and, and everything and then like i went home and twitter was blowing up about it but then it was like no 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 it's just a spacex rocket People were like, all these made up stories started to come along, like, you know, uh, LAX had the emergency shutdown and all this crazy stuff. And it was like, no, like LAX shut down for like an hour because they knew this thing was going to be in flight paths. But it was like well in advance that they knew, you know what I mean? Like this was, it was all just, you know, much ado about nothing. But um, the people I saw, uh, I was watching a UFO thing one time where it was talking about like the, the most bizarre things that have really seemed like legitimate sightings. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, if you've seen this before, but it was this, uh, this couple was getting married and they had this just ridiculous amount of those big, I guess they're like, they're like Chinese lanterns that are like, they're like balloons yes. and they were floating them down like this river. And then, like releasing them up into the into the sky so people all around there because it was at night and you don't have a good measure of distance or anything like that we're we're like seeing all these crazy orange orbs in the sky and like move on and like ever it was like inundated with pictures and and reports of these ufos and then like a few days later the couple saw something in the newspaper about how all these people were reporting them and they're like that, that I think that was just our wedding. No, I think I think too. Like after, th- I think as 
UFOs are in the media too. It causes people to see them more. And then like they'll see something like that. And they're like, oh, I see a UFO. Yeah. A UFO hysteria. Well, and that's and that's that's a really good point too, because it it also seems to come. I've talked about this before, and I've I've actually looked at like at like data from from polls and stuff, and there have been hot spots of time where there's more UFO sightings, and it usually correlates with something happening or something being in like major media at the time, like in the late '90s around the time of Phoenix Lights, like mm-hmm. like people were seeing UFOs all the time for a while after that, and mm-hmm. Like in the, I think in the late '80s, when I forget what it was exactly. I may, it might have just been like when the Roswell craze was like when you know Roswell was like the thing for a while, and they're making movies about it and stuff like that. And sightings were up at that time too, if I remember correctly. And then so that you know it kind of like ebbs and flows, but yeah, like you just said, now you know there's more and more, so people see more and more, but. I'd, I'd love to get your take on this, Jess. Um, there's there's the old argument, and I actually I heard Neil deGrasse Tyson talking about this recently, that we all have a camera in our pocket all the time. Yes. So why aren't we getting more sightings? And my my answer to that, but I'd love to hear what you think of that, is that we do get way more sightings because of people having cameras. They're not all on the news and they're not all like, you know, Navy pilots and, and you know, naval radar uh, footage and stuff like that. So they're not, it's just, you know, someone shoots something with their iPhone, it's not going to look like that. So they're not going to all be on the news, but like, there's way more, I would say. There are way more now. I mean, way more. If you go on Reddit, if you go on Twitter, there's this, you know, Instagram social media is like they're they're all you can find you know people posting these things you know things that they're seeing there there are youtube channels dedicated to finding these videos on like social media and like editing them together you know yes exactly so i don't know why people still say that like just because it's not maybe coming across their own social media timeline but like for me it is because like that's all i like on our Pop Talk and Aliens Instagram channel. That's all I follow is is you know people like you and and people who put UFO videos up and stuff and have actually seen stuff. So there's tons. It's it's not like it's it 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 has absolutely the amount of UFO videos that are that you can see are it's exponentially bigger than any other time. And it is because we all have phones in our pockets. And because of that, we do get to see them all the time. If you look. Yeah, if you look for them, they're there. They're, you know, people, you know, I used to, I haven't in a while, but I used to go to the MUFON, even where the MUFON report is. And, you know, half the time there is no video or picture. Sometimes there is. So I always like to look at those. But two, you have to realize, like, these cameras also have really crappy lenses. They're not made to shoot that far. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you have a good camera, well, I mean, if you have a good camera, but well, here's the thing: if you have a good camera, you know, I know, I know, a few photographers that shoot the moon, where it looks crystal clear. 
So they should be able to capture a UFO, one of those guys. Yeah. I guess if, if one flies by when they're doing that. Yeah. I think, but it's funny because even, like, even some of the, the military stuff, it, it, like, the quality is not great. So it's, like, it's hard because, you know, when something's moving around, like, crazy like that, it's not, it's not something that uh, camera, even a good one, is really designed to be able to track. I mean, even it's like it's like that the the famous Navy video where the guys are screaming that they that they got it. Yes. That they, that they were able to zero in and like track it. Like it's that that's how hard it is. It's it's not easy. I think I don't think people. It's very hard. And you know, there's the theory that you know it's just hard to capture UFO because it's moving fast. It's small. It's in the night sky. You know, most cameras aren't good in low light. Most cameras aren't going to be able to do nighttime photography. And then there's the paranormal theory, you know. It's like, why don't we have a lot of pictures of Bigfoot? Why don't we have a lot of pictures of, you know, ghosts? Is it because it's interdimensional? Is it have a paranormal quality to it? You know, is it going to a quantum realm? We can't take good pictures, you know? That I that I've always thought something like that i don't know like i'm uh you know i'm i'm somewhat I, my take on like aliens yes i think personally that if if there are actual aliens visiting us that they're probably primarily grays because that's what we've heard the most of and like no we don't we don't have any nice unless like alien autopsy and stuff is real we don't have any uh you know good good film of of grays running around but on the other hand it's like that there's so much that to that that could be so far beyond our understanding that they could be from zeta reticuli or they could be from another dimension they could be there's so many different things that if you think about like our laws of physics not applying to them that and the fact that i don't think that they're really posing for pictures you know i think it was actually to go back to neil degrasse tyson he was talking about if someone's getting abducted why aren't they doing a facebook live video of it i i really <laughs> first of all like, i guess they don't take their phones when they abduct them i mean probably or they yeah they're not they don't let them get to it like they're not, you know, maybe they put them on the side table with the with the instruments they're going to use or whatever. Probably and uh, Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Wi-Fi. exactly. Like, maybe it powers down. Like, like wasn't uh, David Fravor? Didn't he? He his instruments were jammed by the thing that he saw, right? Yeah. So even if you had your phone, they pro- whatever technology they have can block. You know, it has EMP. You know, qualities to block. You know, whether it's to block on purpose or not, but it does block our, you know, our technology. So wouldn't it be, would it be completely crazy to say that a gray alien could do that by themselves as well? Sure. Why not? Exactly. What is your thoughts on, like, where do you come down on if we are actually being visited? And if so like by whom because i know that there are i'm actually reading a book right now on audible about like four separate species 
the, the familiar ones, reptiles, Nordics, greys, those guys. The what, what do you think? I think, you know, I, I tend to think it, there has to be many. I think, you know, and there's also the thought, too, that what if, it's just my theory, what if there, there's many answers to that? Maybe some are from outer space. Some of these beings are. Some of the beings might be from under the ocean, you know, from a lost civilization, perhaps, that, you know, that's been here the whole time. Perhaps some of them are dimensional. You know, they talk about how they show up at these at the nuclear sites. Mm -hmm. And that's been true for years. Yeah, because, you know, did we because there's the thing, did we did, does nuclear tear through like time and space? Like, did we mess something up in other dimensions? We started seeing them more. Wow. Wow. I've never heard that one. Oh, you haven't heard that one? No, that's really cool. Yeah, so if you, because if you think about, like, they're always near there. And then also, like, even the Nimitz. The Nimitz is a nuclear-powered craft. Right. But it, it had never occurred to me that that, that that the actual, you know, that nuclear power itself or radiation or whatever would physically be the cause of something rather than just them my thought was always sort of the, the you know the traditional well they want to make sure that you know they're seeing if we're going to destroy ourselves or maybe it's some threat to them too that kind of thing but I, that never i never heard that one that the actual material could have actually caused something so here i'll give you another one so it, japan just recently announced they're doing you know U, more ufo research they have like a nationwide thing for reporting now and they want to also connect with other nations and because it's in a pop it's in a it's in a hot spot their hot spot is in fukushima fukushima mm -hmm. is where they had that huge nuclear freaking uh meltdown you know how many years ago now maybe 10 plus years now so they have a lot of sightings there so, I mean, think about that. That's what's always made me wonder, well, it's just military stuff. Even going back to Roswell, you know, like now uh, the, the 50, the, the 509th, the bomb group, Jesse Marcel's bomb group, yeah. it was stationed there. You know, they had dropped bombs on Hiroshima and, and Nagasaki and they like, that that is a classic example of you know if that was actually an alien craft or whatever mm -hmm. that that's the place that it would be and that's still you know that's still the case yeah i mean if you think about even everything by area 51 they used to they used to do the nukes out in the desert over there you know mm -hmm. do you think so do you think then that there are aliens visiting, watching, patrolling, etc.? There might be. Who, if they're actually aliens or what we're calling aliens, sure. But to the extent of what a lot of the reports are, I think they're not all actual UFO reports. But 
if you take it and think about the experiencers, there's a heck of a lot of people who've had a lot of experiences too that make you think, you know, there's got to be something to this. Yeah, there's that. That's why I was. Ta- that's why I was saying about the the, the grays. There's so many reports of that, and like now these days, everybody knows what that is. I mean, it's like I'm wearing a hat right now with a gray face on it. You know, there's a fucking emoji on an iPhone of that. But if you go back before that was like known, so many reports of that type of being that were made by people who would not otherwise know what that is, you know, back in the pre-internet times and the pre close encounters and everything. I'm trying to think. I used to know. I probably have a note somewhere. When that started being reported, that that face or the gray archetype, um, because too, I mean, if you, back in the olden or before that, they they said, um, you know, they had the airships uh, that flew across the country, and uh, they, you know, I don't know if they were UFOs or they were airships, but there were reports of them landing and them looking like people. So for a while, they they did just look like people in these reports. There's reports in, there's the one report where the flying saucer uh, lands in this man's yard, and um, you know he asks him for water or something, and they give him like pancakes or cookies or whatever, like they were people. So <laughs> I haven't heard that one. Yeah, no, it's it's a great one. There, ah, I gotta. It's that one is in Jack Valet's. Um, what is it called? Uh, Passport to Magonia. That's a great one if you haven't read oh, that one. Yes, yes, yes. I have not, and and, and that's uh, to my to my great uh, shame, because he's he's the man. Yes, I, I should love make sure that to, book. Yeah, read everything that that guy has to to say. Doesn't he? And please correct anything that I'm saying that's ridiculous. But doesn't he have? Or at least alluded to the fact that he may have been in contact with like actual like metamaterial that could be non-terrestrial, earth-terrestrial. I, I couldn't tell. I don't know. I don't know that. I can't speak on that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that for sure. I, I've I've heard that, um, and my only thought was that if if someone were to have have had that experience or or been able to have access to something like that it would be him oh for because sure. he's been doing it like since like he's you know like the first really yeah no like there's pictures of him with the like Heineck, you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah and there's not there's not a lot there's not a lot of them left you know like i know stanton friedman is gone i i think like I, I actually posted this on Instagram recently. I snapshotted a there was a headline about you know the, the recent UFO stuff, and I think it was the, the last uh, like batch of new things to come out. And it said it, it didn't even mention his name. It just said UFO filmmaker releases you know new UFO footage, and it was Jeremy Corbell. And I thought as at this point, hasn't he done enough 
to I think it was like my caption was something like, hasn't he done enough that we can stop calling him that? And like use his name and actually call him like, you know, an investigator. That, yeah. Yeah, he's made he's made films, but I mean, look at how on top of some of the stuff he's he's been. I mean, years from now, when we look back on this time, like he's he's a huge player in all of this. Yeah, his name is going to be, you know, I mean, that that's that his name is going to be in the history books. It's it's he's, you know, developed a relationship or, you know, a trust where a lot of these people who have these videos are sending them to him, you know, so that he can, you know, put them out there. I mean, any guy who could get after all these years Bob Lazar to to trust him enough to open up the way he did. I mean, that that movie and that and that's another one of those things that kind of goes back to what we were talking about before, like when something happens and then more people start to see UFOs and stuff is like that documentary about Bob Lazar was it, in my mind, it was really important because he had kind of faded into history or at least, you know, paranormal history is just this, the quacky guy who said he worked at Area 51 and then. So for for Jeremy Corbell to make that documentary and to get <clears throat> the access he did through you know through George Knapp to Bob Lazar and sort of bring him back into the forefront and say hey why don't you give this a second look because there's maybe more to this than we've all kind of discredited over the years that was that was an amazing achievement to me yeah no he brought he basically brought the story of Bob Lazar out you know, to the next generation, you know, because the the kids, you know, young kids, they don't know who Bob Lazar is. That was a story that happened in like the 80s, 90s, you know. So I think he's done a good job of bringing it to this generation because, too, he did that Hunt for Skinwalker movie. He also did Patient 17, uh, the one with uh, Dr. Lear and the implants. Mm-hmm. You know, Dr. Lear is a fascinating fascinating character um oh speaking of that okay i asked (laughs) i asked jane and jason about this and neither it didn't ring a bell with 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 either of them so i have to ask you okay there's a there's a film i guess and i think jeremy Jeremy corbell was involved with this and i think it was it was i don't know if it was ever finished I think it was called Truth Embargo. And in it, or maybe all that ever actually came of it, was this interview that Richard Dolan did with this really, really, really old guy who was like wheezing, like he just like he was, you know, this is almost literally a deathbed confession. And he was saying how he like knew Eisenhower and they went to area 51 and he basically told sort of the whole kind of general UFO story, you know, um, that we all know that, you know, if it kind of starts in the fifties and goes through Eisenhower and then, and, and all that and the CIA cover-ups and Roswell, he, he saw the Roswell craft and everything. Um, and nobody, I mean, this guy's gotta be long since dead by now and no one ever identified him. But do you know what I'm talking about? Have you seen this? I feel like I'm the only person who's seen it, but I have played clips of it on the show, so it is real. It is real because I, I see it here on IMDb. It says uh, three individual follows three. Indi- what year is this from? 
it's I think it's from a while back. It's back when the like Congress allowed, which at the time was kind of unprecedented. I think like the UN, like Linda Moulton Howe and some of the UFO investigators went to testify before Congress, and this guy was like part of it. And there was a long YouTube video of the whole thing of his interview. And I took for the life of me, I swear to you, it, I cannot fucking find it anymore. I don't know why I didn't save it and download it. I mean, I have a bunch of clips from it, but like the whole thing was there and it's not there anymore. And I think it was just called like the anonymous CIA UFO interview or some kind of generic title like that. But I, I, it's, it stumps me to this day. And every time I bring it up, people are like, I don't, it doesn't ring a bell, but I'm glad you looked it up on IMDb. So it is, it was a movie or at least was going to be truth embargo. It existed. It's it's funny. It doesn't say what year, but like judging by Dolan's hair, it's probably a while ago. There's still some brown. No, it's just very fluffy. I don't think, I think he keeps it shorter now. Oh, okay. It looks longer. Yeah, I think maybe 2010s, like like yeah. 20, 2011, 2010, 2011, <clears throat> excuse me, sometime around then. But it was fascinating. And, you know, I even this guy's story was so, like, all-inclusive that he was there for everything that it was, it was pretty ridiculous. And even, like, Richard Dolan, like, you know, talks, I think, after it about how, you know, he... Well, who knows, you know, maybe some of it's true. Maybe all of it's true. Maybe none of it's true. It's, but apparently this guy had been vetted through, you know, I, I'm pretty sure German Corbell was involved in that. So, you know, this guy had gone through some, they didn't, he just didn't walk off the street and say, yeah, I saw all the aliens. They shook their hands and played dominoes and, and uh, it's totally true. I mean, he, he was in some way, you know, connected to something that was verifiable to give him the authority to that you know that Richard Dolan would take his time out to like to talk to this dude for sure so i don't know maybe in your you know the next time you're 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 surfing around see if you can see if you can find that because it's a fascinating interview if nothing else just for the guy and the way he talks is is yeah, fascinating i can find a trailer but i can't find I even found it on his website. He's got clips, I guess, on Vice. Maybe it's probably that's probably like if if it if you can find it anywhere at this point, that's probably it's probably on some weird site like that. But the fact that it's not on YouTube is weird to me. It's yeah, like weird. You go conspiracy with it, or just like maybe they thought this is too. This is just like this is almost so ridiculous it's discrediting type of thing i would love to see it i'm gonna tr try and find it again and if i do i will i will email it to you and i will yeah. uh save it <laughs> for sure just in case for future reference but i do i i do have uh clips of that guy that i've, I've played him on the show many many times and and have probably made tasteless uh jokes at, at his expense because of the way oh. he talks been an, an asshole but um yeah not, not, nevertheless it's a he tells a great story if it's true it's the best story ever 
And if not, it's still a great story. Makes you wonder sometimes if it's real. Well, I'd like to hear. Is it the anonymous interview? Is that what it is? Yes. Did you find it? I think I found it. It's. I think it's on his website. It's twenty. Is it twenty-one minutes? It's like twenty-one minutes. This might that be it. That sounds about right. I think you oh, found it. Mikey's. I'm gonna copy. Do you want me to send? I can send it here in the chat for you, and then you yeah. can share Please that with do. everybody later. There we go. Boom. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. So it was a CIA guy. Supposedly. Yeah. Yeah. And he he worked for like multiple administrations across time. He, um, you know, he, he hung out with, uh, with Eisenhower. He says that Eisenhower had a meeting with where he sent this guy, this anonymous guy, to Area 51, and then he came back and said, yeah, there's all the aliens and stuff there. And then Eisenhower said, you know, I want, I want to know exactly what's there. Tell them that. Otherwise, I'm going to have, like, you know, the full might of the military storm in there, and we're going to find out what's going on in there. So there's good stuff in that interview. I think it'll be a fun 20 minutes for you, Jess. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's it's good stuff. Um, I you know speaking of like the old days like that, I was yeah. um, reminded when this when this uh, the new the new preliminary report came out, it reminded me of I, I did a show a long a couple a few years ago about UFO investigations of like you know Project Blue Book and and even like pre-Project Blue Book. And I found some of it. It's actually on the CIA's website, like in their UFO stuff. It talks about how, it talks about basically like they had, I couldn't find the actual, there's a picture somewhere on the CIA's website of this thing, but there's actually like a, it's like a, it was like a cheat sheet that they would use to ask people who perhaps saw a UFO. <clears throat> Sorry. It's basically the same type of thing that we that's in this preliminary assessment, right? With the list of things that of possibilities. Yes. The one from the CIA was from it was from 1952, and it was like a questionnaire, and it had it had so many things on it, and they got more and more and more bizarre of like the possibilities that, that any UFO could be, and one of them was Midsummer Madness. That was one of the possible things that a UFO could have been. Midsummer Madness. What and is uh, I scoured, there, there's like a footnote in, in the CIA.gov study of UFOs file, like on their website. It talks about this and somewhere they have the questionnaire. But in both references, there's two references to Midsummer Madness. They don't explain what it is. And the closest I could find was that it was some sort of fair that they would have like in the summer. And so there was, again, like very little explanation as to what it was because it was like in the 50s and probably in rural areas and stuff. Okay, okay. That maybe they shot off some fireworks or something and people thought that, but I thought that was, that was hilarious that they would, it was that detailed to the point where it might even be the people at the fair shooting off fireworks. 
I mean, there's been, there are an, in, there is an increase of reports of UFO sightings around, you know, Fourth of July, fairs, sports games. Sports games would be the best if you could get that many people to see one and corroborate it at the same time. <laughs> there's, I don't know, but I've heard there's a story of. A, I don't know if other people saw it, but at a drive-in, a UFO flies over it. No, I haven't heard that. I know. I need to find that, but I, th- I heard about it somewhere, but I don't know enough about it to talk about it. <laughs> I know. Well, there's the, the Jerusalem ones that um, I think you've talked to, to Jane about. Yes, she does love I, that one. She like when I brought those up, I when I talked to her, I brought those up like in passing as to as an example of a very elaborate hoax. And she does not necessarily think that was a hoax at all. The the Jerusalem UFOs. I, I don't know. I mean, I've looked at the footage. To me, it's hard. It's difficult. It's very difficult nowadays, you know. to believe any of the footage you're seeing, especially if it seems fantastical. Uh, yeah, especially when it's like when it, those videos were so clear. I and clear. and there was two of them, which I thought was like genius to shoot them from two different angles. If you if like let's assume if if that was fake, to get together and like say, all right, we're gonna let's do. You're gonna go up on this mountain and shoot it from this angle, and I'll shoot it from this angle, and then we'll use like you know, 3D CG program to like uh, triangulate what the exact angle would be of them from these two different you know vantage points. That's that's really dedicated hoaxing. It is, but I mean, people have you know, people make crop circles. You know what I mean? People, <laughs> right? You know, people might dress up as Bigfoot and walk through the forest. You know what I mean? People. Sure. Well, there was that old. There was a dude. There's this like old dude that you know put on these giant things that he made that look like giant fins. So it looked, he made people think there were giant penguins on that beach until he died. He was like an old man, but he like ran with this thing for a long time. Why do people hoax things? I don't know, you know, but, you know, to do that on a computer for a couple of guys who, you know, who know how to use a computer, know how to do computer graphics, you know, and know how to film stuff. I mean, with the technology today, it's not expensive to do and it's not out of the realm of possibility. Even a few years ago, you know, I went to film school a while ago. And even then, you know, you learn basically how to, you know, in After Effects, how to do that and add that into your editing program, you know. And even now, it's so easy to chroma key things. Everything is way easier and way faster. So, I mean, it's, it's hard to say, you know, with a lot of footage. I'm not saying that the Jerusalem video is fake. I'm just saying it's not out of the realm of possibility. Not at all. And oh, and there's crazier stuff than that that looks amazing. That's like admittedly fake. Like yeah. I, there was one video I saw on YouTube one time and, and it was it made no it made no claim that it was real, but it was it was showing like here's what we you know, you could make like a kick ass 
UFO video looked like. And it was just like, they made it look like they were, there was like a couple of guys like drinking on a balcony and then they go, oh my God, look at that. And then they, they, they turn, they, the phone turns to this incredibly realistic looking like UFO thing flying across the sky and then just kind of darting out of view. And I was like, this is just, these are, maybe these guys are film students. Maybe they're really good with editing, but either way, like just the fact that the technology exists that could allow people that that's not, you know, it's not like Hollywood made that it was, this is just some people. And if they tried to, to pawn that off as a real UFO video, like it would probably take a while for people to break down like the pixelation and this and that, and all the stuff that they would have to examine to like, really you know authenticate that it's fake yeah i mean if you should if 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 there were some vfx guys that tried to do that then i assume if we got if you found some professional vfx guys that you would be able they would be able to figure it out yeah i think well i remember then i remember in one of the alien autopsy videos they had they did like bring in a couple of like um guys that were prosthetics guys from Hollywood, you know, and they, they watched it. And I remember one of them was saying like, it's, if it's not real, it's like that person should be working in the movies. So yeah. Even yeah they always say that, you know, they might, they might be the thing they would say, Oh, well, why would they do, they might be doing, they might be doing that and doing that on the side for fun. <laughs> that would be so great. Yeah, we, we made uh, I made we made Star Wars and then, you know, during downtime, I just I love, like to make fake alien videos because I know how to make them look really, really good. Really good. I mean, there's that I think there's a story and I could be wrong. So you can't quote me on this, but it had something to do with, you know, the Patterson Gimlin video. And uh, the special, and then I think the special effects person for Planet of the Apes. So, I mean, you know, maybe, you know, sometimes maybe Hollywood people do stuff for fun. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they're certainly skilled enough to. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm sure it would be a lot of fun. I I have sort of a theory about hoaxes is that I think, I mean, probably, I mean, I don't know. I'm no psychologist, but probably the majority of them are for fun. But I think maybe there's times where people really want to, like if someone really believes that there there are flying saucers, like there are flying spaceships and they're they're like, the the kind of psychology is like, I'm going to just make one that's so real that it will get everyone's attention and make them discuss it and think about it if you know so it's like their purpose isn't even necessarily to try to fool anyone but to just sort of make to like bring it out and 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 make it like get it on like the jerusalem ufo those were on like national news and stuff like that yes creeped people out for a few days until they it was debunked or was supposedly debunked or however you know whatever it actually was but that's sort of my that's sort of my uh like when i think about people's motivations for doing that stuff a lot of times it's probably just really fun but other times i wonder if there's like if they're trying to just like draw attention to it and like get 
this is yes, this isn't a real UFO, but they believe UFOs are real. So if, if you see this and enough people talk about it, they can kind of get the conversation going. But now we have that for real with everything that we've seen and this preliminary report that's come out. Yeah, I know. And there's a huge shift. Like, you know, before, you know, UFO, there was a lot of, a lot more like a little more of the wacky UFO stuff, you know, and that's kind of gone to the side now as we've been able to focus on the actual phenomenon and what's going on, you know, like, I think the more wacky stuff will come along too later, but I find it interesting that the shift into like, away from this like private whistleblower thing mm -hmm. i think the shift from people wanting i guess my point is also the people are like oh i'm gonna give you this information if you pay me the people who've kind of tried to be like ufo guru, ufo gurus or keep this information for other people or they have secret information i think because like they're an experiencer or something to make I guess my point is m making up this story to make money. Those people are going to go to the wayside. Yes. Yes. That's a really good point because <laughs> it is, you're right. Like a private whistleblower thing, sort of like, you know, like I was talking about like the VHS conferences and stuff like that. Yes. Um, yeah, you know, conferences where you, where you buy secret VHS tapes that people have made and, yeah, that, that sort of almost UFO black market that, that existed is, yeah, I think just like you said, is going to kind of kind of fall by the wayside. Do you know when the next, is there a scheduled next report on this? Or is this just sort of like, all right, here's what we need if you want us to keep doing these things? So I think what's going on now is because also released too was a memorandum for the senior Pentagon leadership commanders of the combatant commands, defense agency and DOD field activity directors. Wow. So this was released um, on June 25th as well. And so basically it, it says the report will confirm all these things and need, they need to, they have to get, I guess the problem is, it's hard for people to understand too, is that there are policies and there's all these procedures they have to follow before the report can come out. So they're setting up this framework, you know, I had, uh, had somebody on Instagram, my listener say, you know, these data sets should be easy and they should be able to put them together quickly. It's not really that fast. Like, so this, this talks about like, we have to do a develop a plan to formalize the mission that's currently mm. performed by the UAP task force. So if you've ever seen uh, Futurama, have you ever seen Futurama? <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh no, it's the dude, the dude who's always stamping stuff, bureaucracy, the bureaucracy dude. So there's all these checks and balances. Like you gotta, you gotta Hermes, Hermes, you gotta stamp everything. It's gotta go through all these things before it can get done. Right. And well, and um, sorry, my uh, air conditioning just went on. Turn that off. It's probably hot. That's why. <laughs> it's really, it is very hot up here in the Northern California. But the other thing, yeah, is it's, 
exactly everything you said. Plus, looking at the amount of uh, amount of departments that have contributed to this report, it says in the beginning, and it's like every single acronym ever. DIA, FBI, NRO, NGA, NSA, Air Force, Army, Navy, Navy, ONI, DARPA, FAA. I mean, the only thing that's missing out of there is like U2, REM. Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> no, that was, um, somebody called it al uh, alphabet soup. And <laughs> oh, I sat there and I looked up every single acronym so I could, you know, because I was like, people don't know what this is. They're going to look at this and be like, blah, blah too long didn't read it skipping over this part right but there are a lot of agencies involved and this is worldwide so i you know i see people getting not excited about it they they should be excited about it all those agencies they want a new standardized way of collecting reporting and analyzing this data right they're gonna get it from everybody this that is, that is encouraging. Huge. That makes me feel better. It's made me feel better talking to you about it in general, because I have oh, to be honest. What, I didn't think when I I knew. Well, plus like most of it leaked, you know, a few weeks ago anyway. But like, I never expected it. You know, a picture of an, a gray alien to be part of the report, or you know, anything anything like that. I didn't even think it would refer to them or anything like that either. But. There was something about me when I saw how short it was and when I read through it and saw a balloon, even though they were, you know, again, it was just like one thing, but just to me that like the balloon thing just irks me for some reason. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I saw that and I was kind of like, oh, really? That's it? Like, I don't know what I expected. I, I, I didn't, I didn't expect a lot. I tried to really, you know, keep my speculation or my expectations very low. But in talking to you, I feel more like it's 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 just a a baby step, a small, yes, you know, beginning to 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 more. It is, and think about the technology that we have available now. They're going to use AI machine learning to go through these data sets. So that means there's a shit ton of reports that they have to go through if they're going to use the computers and the AI to use to to filter these data. You know, it's it's amazing what they're going to find out. And, oh, I guess, too, I wanted to tell you. So they're, they're going to have a time. They have to report back with their timeline for implementation for everything. So we're probably way off for this report for a little while. So I figure we'll probably get another report in the meantime. But if you think about it, okay, people say, oh, well, the government knows. And they're not telling us. So say they do. The government always think, you know, they have these long-term plans. They're generational. It's not like they they think quickly, like, oh, we're just going to do this. You know, if it's real, right? And if, I mean, if it, I mean, we do know it's real, but if it's something they have known about and all the reports that they've had for the past 70 plus years. Do you think that the normal person, the lowest common denominator of intelligence, is going to be able to handle that? I go back and forth in that, on that constantly. Uh, yeah. Don't you? Toilet paper. Think about the toilet paper. People That's can't true. even. 
people fought so hard for toilet paper. You know, people get, when people are scared, they act weird. You know, they act strange. That's so, a good reminder of how people can freak out <laughs> the putting the toilet paper. The, like the, the toilet paper factor, you think about that in all this. But then on the other hand, too, it was like all this was crazy. This COVID shit was going on. And it's like then they started trickling out these reports and stuff. And it was like people were like, I whatever, I can't deal with it. So it was like just kind of thrown out there. And, you know, a lot of people were saying, you know, if this wasn't going on, this would be huge news. But with everything that's happening, it's like, yeah, okay. It's, it's, it's probably not huge news. Like, I haven't noticed anything change. You know, maybe more people want to talk to me because of, I do talk about UAPs and UFOs. But other than that, um, does it, I guess I was going on Reddit. And for, I, I see some people say, well, even if there is disclosure, what does that change for me? Absolutely nothing. I still got to go to work. I still got to pay my bills. Like, whatever. Like, man. Yeah. I, I think a lot. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people that feel that way, too. Like, well. Whatever. Like, exactly. Okay. Like, they ain't so, coming here, so whatever. Right. Unless, unless they, you know, take over. Yeah. Or us or or do some some major thing if we just find out that like yeah they 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 exist and you know maybe we've even recovered some of their material or something like that. Well, okay. Yeah. All right. So just sorry. <laughs> what? Sorry. I just thought that was meh. I guess yeah. aliens. Right. Oh well, yeah, there's fish. There's, there's lions, there's aliens, whatever. Just as long as they stay out of my way, I'm fine. Um, so I have to ask you, since uh, just you know, obviously we're talking about UFOs and everything, but since just to to kind of close it out, since you started like with conspiracies, what is your sort of favorite or most the one that tantalizes you the most in terms of conspiracies? Such a hard one. It used to be the UFO cover-up, but it's not anymore because it's not a conspiracy. It's hard because a lot of the things you say, oh, is that a conspiracy? Well, no, it's not a conspiracy anymore. <laughs> yeah. I Roswell, was, well, JFK has always been a fascinating Yeah, JFK is a big one for me. Um, the Watergate thing was a big one. Um, I was told the story because I, I am from Orange County whenever we'd have... Uh, relatives come my parents are like let's go to the nixon library you know i don't know why but um because it was something to do you know and it was like yeah. oh, it was the president but then they had the watergate tapes there and you could listen to them and this place was so boring i'm like oh listen to the tape so i was always fascinated with that whole thing that a president would do that and then you know and then you know you learn about the jfk thing and you're like okay so conspiracies are real you know the tuskegee experiments i think a lot of the governmental things finding it, out that a lot of those are true you know those were true that it's just like i mean even roswell whether or not it's a weather balloon it was a radar a mogul balloon or not 
Yeah. It was a conspiracy. I mean, yeah. over time, I mean, they initially it was a cover up and which by nature, there was a conspiracy to cover that up. And then they kind of did that again later. And then finally they came out with their final, their report, the, the air forces case closed report where they just said, it's the mobile balloon and that's it. And end of story, please stop asking. But I mean, th there, there was much of that whole thing was a conspiracy. Even if you say, okay, now it is all out there and they did tell everything they said now is true and there's no mystery left. There was still a ton of conspiracy leading up to that. Oh, heck yeah. That, yeah, all of it. All of the things they've covered, you know, regarding Roswell and, you know, they know a lot more. They really do. But you know, it's they, we talk about they, but this is like those people who know who were like working in the government at that time are dead. Yeah. They have, they have records maybe somewhere. But you gotta think there's like people here who were working there, like born in the seventies and the eighties and the nineties and the two thousands. Like nobody was born in like the forties. Yeah. Even like, like, like all the, I think there's like, I think they said the last living Roswell person died and, and even like, you know, the investigator of that Stan Friedman died yeah. and the, the guy from that, that video that I was telling you about, like, you know, yeah, whatever, if there may be some truth mixed in with that guy or if whatever percentage of truth there is there, he's, he's gone. Um, and like, I, you know what I, re I remember Stan Friedman one time saying, that he believed that if the, he believed that there was no record of Roswell anymore, that there, that, 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 that there came a certain point where he said that, that it probably would just have died off with the, you know, the, the, they quote unquote, that, that really knew about it. Yeah. So I thought it was a really interesting thing to say. And whatever we gleaned from that would have kind of just found its way into other channels and disguised as other things, but that in order to not have an Indiana Jones warehouse full of things, that there just isn't, there just isn't a record of that. I would think the same probably with JFK too. I think if that, I doubt that there's any secret box anywhere that has like, this is what really happened. It's probably like when the last guy dies, the secret dies with them, you know. Mm -hmm. Now, too, everything's probably digital, all that stuff. Probably just, even if it did exist, didn't, you know, accidentally get digitalized, you know. Well, like Edward Snowden, I remember he said he looked for aliens, you know, when he had access to everything and he and he couldn't find anything. And yes. I that was another thing where I, I thought... And also, yes, I'm, I am given to believing more in this stuff than not. So when I heard him say that, I wasn't just like, oh, well, I guess if he didn't find anything, then there's nothing. My thought was more <laughs> just like, well, I mean, well, who's that's to say not that true that? then. <laughs> right, right. Oh, God, this whole time I've been wasting. And he just looked and saw <laughs> nothing. <laughs> I think it's, it's more of just like, well, why would it necessarily even be in there? You know? It's, it's true it's true and even the nsa is included in this document you know they they have to report their stuff too i mean you have to think too everything is so compartmentalized 
that even if there was something about UFOs somewhere, doesn't mean he had access to it. Who is it? Gary McKinnon, the hacker hacked into NASA to find the UFO stuff. That's right. That's right. Did he find anything? I for, I forgot about him. I think he did. I think he did. He 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 was like kind of like Assange, right? Like he didn't he go seek asylum in another country or something? In France, is he France? Scottish? Let's see. Biggest military computer hack of all time. He was looking for evidence of UFO cover-ups, and let's see, did he find it? I don't know. Let's see. They did want to extradite him. He was just a kid, too. He was a young dude. Right? He was young, yeah. I don't know. Did he find it? I don't... I, I think know. I remember something about him saying, I could be confusing him with somebody else, but saying that he did find something about non-terrestrial beings or something, or craft. I could almost swear that that's true, that he, he found something. He didn't, he didn't find any, like, you know, uh, smoking gun or, like, some burning bush or anything like that, but he, he did find... There was something in there I remember that he had that he found that that was like at least if nothing else it was eyebrow raising. Okay, he said. Okay, I found this article here from Wired. It says he found images of what looked like extraterrestrial spaceships. Okay. So I mean, what could also be top secret or black projects? You know, we have that. That craft, the TR-3B, if you've seen pictures of that. No. It's a triangular-shaped craft. Oh, that's that's the triangle. Okay. It's a great craft. Like, if I I would love to see one of those in real life. Like, ooh, I've seen videos on YouTube, but if I saw one of those, you would think that thing was a UFO. Totally. Well, and there were were the triangles back in the 90s, too, which I wonder, like, were those part of this or was that something else because those were flying i talked to 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 jason gilman about that and he was you know that those things fly all all over the world or prior to to now where we like there's been talk of what that actually is and like actual pictures and stuff but like like back in the 90s and stuff like those things were popping up all over the place it was kind of weird to think, well, if that's a U.S. military craft, it's just popping up over Canada. And there was like Belgium was seeing them all the time. And, and uh, like in France, they were seeing them and stuff. So I wonder if that's the same thing, though. I wonder if it was like just but early models of that. It could be. I mean, you know, we have all kinds of things that you know we don't know about that's what all the skunk work stuff is you know i had to get you know (laughs) just having this interest you know i got into you know aircrafts now i'm really into looking at military technology (laughs) right because it's so cool and it's like okay well this seems alien just by what they're working on or what do we even know well and you know there was the um in the 
I guess, 50s and 60s when they were making the Blackbird and the U2 and all that, and they were doing all that stuff at Area 51. Mm-hmm. And I remember that, like, reading that this, the CIA's attitude about, like, the, in the, the rise of people seeing UFOs back then, like, they were, to them, it was great. Because it was like, yeah, let the Russians think that people are just seeing UFOs. Meanwhile, we can keep testing all this weird stuff or weird looking, you know, uh, this this weird looking technology that we have. And people will just think it's UFOs and everything. And then it won't, you know, it won't, it won't tip our hand as to the fact that we're working on this crazy stuff. Which kind of brings me full circle to the beginning of what I was saying is I wonder if this is just our stuff. But we just let's just let people think it's UFOs or whatever. And we'll say, we don't know what it is. And uh, eventually we'll, we'll unleash it when it's ready. I don't know. I hope that's not the case. No, I've had that theory too. Like, you know, it's like, what if this is like one of the biggest lies we've ever been told, you know, what if there is a natural phenomenon occurring that is accounts for some of the UFOs or UAPs, or maybe a small percentage is actually beings from another planet, galaxy, dimension, timeline, you know, under ocean, maybe those are it, but those might be a smaller percentage. And a lot of them actually maybe, they just maybe ours. Like maybe there are black projects. Other countries have black projects. You know, have a sneaking suspicion there's just going to be more reports because drone technology is taking off like crazy in other countries for military and our military. Mm-hmm. You know, so many freaking drones. I have a whole episode I'm going to do about drones because everybody has drones, even like fast food companies, Amazon, Walmart. They're all looking into drone technology, plus all the military drones. We have unmanned we have unmanned boats, you know, out there. We have, I mean, it's just crazy. Right. And, that, and yeah, it's, yeah, this, it's going to be so, it's going to get so much harder to even begin to, you know, to try and, to try and differentiate if there is like, you know, it's not midsummer madness anymore when there's drones and, oh. and, you know, well, Domino's is dropping pizzas from the sky and stuff. You know, and people are ordering, you know, like diapers through the air. It's just going to be nuts. <laughs> I don't want this future. Like, I don't want drones flying everywhere. Um, <laughs> no, but- no, it's, it's it, no, it's, I, 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 I was, you know, when I was a kid, I was promised flying cars. I was not promised drones flying through jetpacks and flying cars. That's what we were supposed to have. No, we were supposed to have flying cars, but no, we have stupid little drones that are going to lo- deliver cheeseburgers. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> but, like, that's why I think they have to start differentiating. But I do have a theory, too. Maybe, you know, they had to say something because I don't know if you noticed, there's a lot of, there's going to be, you know, um, space tourism that's that's on the frontier very, very soon where, you know, civilians are going to be able to go into low or- orbit space. Yeah. So, you know, so if there is something up there, they're going to see it. So maybe they'll see aliens. Maybe that's why they're like, hey, we got to tell people, you know, but that's one theory. I have so many theories. I don't even know what to believe. It's hard not to with this. It's just, yeah. it continues to be 
a Pandora's box of invitations to have multiple theories. I've like, you know, and it sounds like you've done the same, like just gone around with all kinds of different could be this, just even with this report and these, you know, the videos and stuff, it's like, you, there's so many different ways you can go with it. And if you, if you're, if you're like, you know, like we are where we think about this stuff a lot, then it can, you can really just go through some twisted roads of different theories and, and different conclusions that, but it's hard to come to, uh, this is another thing that I like about your show is that it's, you don't, you're not always coming to these conclusions about everything and saying, that's what it is. Thanks for watching. I figured it out for you. It's, it's an ex it's thought it's, you know, that's why I like doing these. I was telling you before we started the, the show, like why I like doing just audio sometimes of these discussions is because it, it you know, you can just sit and listen and just kind of let your own mind wander too. those, those of you who are kindly listening. Yeah, no, there's a beauty to doing audio, I think, because originally I did, you know, video. Because um, that's what I was used to from doing broadcast, because I was used to doing like the news on the camera and stuff. But um, I fell in love with doing audio. That's why I do my show on audio. It's like rare here and there I'll record video, but there's just something about having an audio conversation about something. Just Absolutely. And yes, uh, that's uh, you can be found on audio Wednesdays at six on the Fringe FM, the Rogi Report, and, and on YouTube from time to time. And for, on YouTube, I do I try to go on there every once in a while and you know do research videos or record little things here and there. But yeah, you can follow me on uh, YouTube as well. Where else can we follow you, Jess? You can find me on all social media at the Rogi Report. I'm on Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, R O G G E, and what else? Uh, you can go to visit my website, therogiereport.com. There you'll find links to all my social media, and also I have a player there. You can listen to the show live as well as as well as the show archives. Awesome, thank you. It was so it was so nice to talk to you. I've really enjoyed your show, and uh, I didn't think you'd come on my little thing here. Oh, so, sure. thank you. <laughs> Oh, I, I appreciate you asking me on Bill and you know what's great is you know I've, I've seen you on social media for so long and then I was like oh he's got all my friends there oh nice of him to ask me on I was really uh really flattered oh well, thank you yeah it was absolutely my pleasure yeah it was cool because I I you know first talked to Jane and then and then and then I discovered you and then and then I talked to Jason Gilman and he was kind of like knew, knew both of you. And it was like, wow, this is really cool because I'm like a fan of all you guys. And like now you've all come on the show. It's it's awesome. Yeah, they're all they're super nice. No, you found a nice group of like not me. I'm just not doing my own. I'm saying Jane <laughs> is super great. And, you know, and Jason's great. You know, I started talking to Jason, you know, as he was launching UAP studies. So I've been able to kind of watch him like grow and like kick ass. And, you know, when we first met, we were not online, we were both studying the MUFON uh, field investigator guide. And uh, he went on and got it. And I just decided not to. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, he's done great. I'm really like, it's just, I'm just cheering him on. He's got great interviews. He's kicking ass. He's investigating. Yeah. Yeah. 
doing doing real work. That's what that's that's the other reason why I love having you on is that I'm like like I was telling you before when I started this show it was like I was just gonna tell stories about old UFO events and stories and, and everything like that that people weren't necessarily familiar with and try to make it funny and interesting and entertaining and not not take a side mm-hmm. you know I mean obviously it's kind of been I'm kind of leaning towards like the paranormal or alien side of things but to tell the stories in a non-sensationalized way and then UFOs became UAPs and then they became this whole thing and it's like people started talking about them and then it's like daily and it's like I don't keep up with it to that extent so when I I mean I keep up with it and I try to keep you know like abreast of it all and know and know who's who and what's going on but then when I talk to someone like you you know you are like what like you know like you were like quoting from that report without even looking at it you know which is so I just it's it's really really a pleasure so thank you so much well, thank you so much for having me you know and no, I had a great time, great conversation. Could always talk about UFOs. It's always fun. It's always great. <laughs> All right, therogireport.com. That is where you can find everything that Jess is doing, and it's quite a lot. She's very busy, and she's very great, as you've heard. So, again, Jess, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. If you enjoyed that half as much as I did, then uh, I'm very happy for you and mission accomplished. Thank you for listening. Once again, therogireport.com. Check out Jess on Fringe FM every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific time. And depending on when you're listening to this, uh, I am going to be on her show on July 14th at the same time at the same place, Fringe FM. So thank you to Jess. It was, it was excellent, wonderful talking to her. And thank you to you always for your kindness and your time in listening to this show. Those of you who've been listening from day one and those of you who have just started to listen and to those of you in Australia who listen. I keep looking at these numbers and I don't know if it's real, but apparently some Australian listeners. So thank you there down under. Appreciate it. Very much so. Cue the hot chick. Pop Talk and Aliens, the William Clear Podcast.